0: to another episode of not as debatable i am your host sydney smith i'm here with my two brothers my two co-hosts and we have an honorary brother on with us today he don't look like it but he hood as fuck so y'all better watch out don't don't come for him don't come for him i'm here with my brothers Dion curry warren B. hall we got master extraordinaire podcaster chris spangle Who's gonna bring all of the knowledge to us he's gonna make us all smarter so i hope you are listening uh no matter how you listen to us or if you're just watching us tonight don't forget you can get the show tonight right now live if you're watching it you can catch it later on as a replay and then catch the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast including this one not as debatable boom bitches all right let's go to everybody else Dion, how you doing buddy or no I'm no no I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry i <laughs> I'll Everyone's take that greatness of, back. Yeah, take it back. <laughs> Everybody's out of order on my screen. So now we go to the big brother almighty of the show, Mr. Teddy P, Teddy Pendergrass himself, Warren B. Hall. What's up, Teddy P?
1: How's it going, everybody? Good to be here. Sorry we missed you the last time. We're a little late, but we're here now. Something new with me. Uh, 20 years ago, I guess that's not new, I wrote a book of poetry, self-published it, and then I said, hey, I'm going to add to it, write another book. Never got around to it. Someone asked me some questions about the book. So I have all these other poems that were supposed to go in the next book. So I'm re-releasing the first book. It was originally called Pieces of Me. It's going to be now Pieces of Me 2023, a rewrite, 20 years in the making. But I tell you all this because I just talked to people today, and now it's official. So we'll be uh, starting work on it tomorrow.
0: One of my my favorite things about Warren is that we all meet at least 15, 20 minutes ahead to do a little pre-show meeting. And Warren always has some shit he doesn't announce in the pre-show meet. <laughs> so uh, Dion, what's good with you, bro? How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. Uh, I had a
2: great class yesterday teaching these new uh, up-and-coming comics. Um, we got two weeks left of the class. Uh, graduation is March 5th. Looking forward to that going to do a graduation show. So anybody in Indianapolis, uh, surrounding metropolitan areas, come check that show out. It'll be 730, March 5th, Helium Comedy Club. You can get your tickets online at heliumcomedy.com.
0: That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Congrats to those new comics. Uh, Welcome to the world of comedy there, folks. Anybody out there wants to be a comic, I hope you understand that it's filled with nothing but heartbreak and uh, people (laughs) pissing in your Cheerios. Poverty. uh, a lot of poverty, a lot of telling jokes for pizza and beer. Uh, if you've never had anybody run out the back door with the money they're supposed to pay you, buckle in. Because <laughs> you're getting ready to get all of that. So. Chris, man, I want to welcome you. You and I have never had a chance to actually speak, but Dion speaks very highly of you. He always has some great things to say, and if anybody out there knows Dion, what a liar! That right there is slim, <laughs> slim pickings for him to be talking highly of anyway. But thank you for joining us. Thank you for bringing your wisdom. And I, like I said, I know we're all going to be uh, very a lot smarter after you being here. But how was your week? Anything new? What's good with you?
3: Well, I, life is very good. My wife is six uh, months pregnant, so we're just getting lying. ready for the baby and and getting settled in for that and. That's the most exciting thing in our life for sure. So, um, and then just podcasting. First kid? Number one, first kid. Uh, so it' my first biological kid. I've got a stepdaughter who's four, who is is my kid. You know, just gotcha. as, as much as anything. So um, we're best buddies. She's gonna be probably barging in here, going, "Why aren't you tucking me in?" <laughs> but <laughs> I. <laughs> so yeah, but it, she's very excited too. We're we're excited for the new edition.
0: Outstanding! Congratulations That's- on that. Um, absolutely. With Thank that, you. With that news, Chris, you're the first one of the night to get the uh, old triple. Uh, okay. you, you get the all applause. Right. You get little Michael Jordan laughter. <laughs> Man,
3: I get all of it. It's my well, wife that's doing well, all the work. She gets all the credit. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, this it, <laughs> is the
0: last time you ever get credit for anything going forward. Take it when you can get it, brother.
3: Uh, thanks. I did one thing and believe me, she's doing all the work.
0: <laughs> I, I like what you're doing, but I'm going to catch you about five father days in. You have, you'll be
3: singing a different yeah. tune.
0: What's with all these damn f- pet rocks?
3: Um, <laughs> no, no, no. We don't need right. another rock. It's a rock. Really I, enough, yeah. of them, enough of
0: them. Uh, hey, folks. As Dion would have probably beat, had beat me to it had I not remembered. Go ahead. Click those emojis. Let us know that you're out there. Give us some hellos. Let us know what's going on. I don't see anyone saying anything at the present. Is that just me?
2: We've got Mary Baller saying hi, guys. She says, welcome, Chris. Um, I do
0: not see that. I don't see it either. Yeah, okay.
2: Ricky McClain says it's a special episode with extra mayonnaise.
0: Um, <laughs> Thank you. <The> later <laughs> <know. he> is. <laughs> What are you saying, Rick?
2: ricky's always an asshole chris
0: yeah
3: you no know he's always
2: uh,
0: yeah
3: <laughs> women are yeah, the nicest people says. on the planet women audience female audience members are like man thank you so much i just love this i just so supportive it's so great what you do men are like how small's your dick uh, you're ugly
0: <laughs> absolutely okay i gotta put up on my cell phone so i can see the comments there as well carla lorraine is with us she says what up guys what's good carla what's good all right. Yes, we do. Mar- have a Marissa
2: guest. says hi. Hey, yes.
0: Hey, what's going on? And Mary
2: Ballard wants to know how to get the book war.
0: Oh, uh,
1: hopefully by the end of this year, before the end of this year, it'll be uh, out. and I'll, uh, I'll be wrapping it.
0: All right. OK, OK, OK. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the show. Uh, we're going to talk some politics tonight. You guys know how this goes. You guys throw your comments out. We're going to try to read as many of them as possible. Make sure you're included as well. Again, get those emojis going also for us if you're out there as well, whether you agree or disagree. So, the first topic that's going to start us off, God only knows where we're going to end up. But well, first topic that's going to start start us off is the, the train derailment that happened in Ohio. Now, personally, as someone from Michigan. I am normally very pleased when anything terrible happens in the state of Ohio. But this would be <laughs> an absolute exception to that because I do not like to see anyone physically harmed or hurt. And when you bring children and get them involved in in what this disaster could turn into, my heart does go out to the people of East Palestine, Ohio. If you haven't caught the news or you you don't know anything about it all, all, um, Norfolk Southern had a train derail in East Palestine, Ohio. There were some hazardous materials uh, that were also a part of it. Obviously, the people who live there are having some real issues with with no cleanup being done, with nothing coming from the Biden White House quick, fast, soon, and in a hurry, any type of help or relief on top of that. Them trying to figure out who's going to clean this mess up and also uh, some actual concern being shown on whether their soil, their, their their water is contaminated, so on and so forth, and so we wanted to have Chris on to talk about this, but to talk about some other things uh, surrounding politics as well. But I want to start here, and let's start with Chris. Chris, where today is your mind at in terms of this? I don't, I, I don't want to start describing how what, what I think of it to this train derailment and to what's going on since this happened.
3: Well, the root cause is Norfolk and Southern cutting costs to provide profits back to shareholders. I mean, I'm as capitalist as the next guy, but you've got to lay the blame where it is. Um, Railway workers just went on strike over this. They warned the country about it. There's anywhere between 1,100 and 1,700 train derailments a year. By the way, there's only 365 days in a year. Um, I think you've kind of seen that effect of like, oh, I bought a Toyota Corolla and now you see Toyota Corollas everywhere. So now you see train derailments in the news, uh, since this has happened. And the long, like this train was two miles long carrying 149 cars. If it was at 150, they would have to do special safety checks, things like checking axles and an axle broke and was basically metal-on-metal metal grinding for, like, 20 miles before it finally um, melted down. And you had a conductor, you had an engineer, and you had a trainee on that train with a two-mile-longs worth of cars. There there's no way that they could inspect it. Um, and you know when when the rail workers come to the government and say hey this is because the government is heavily Congress is heavily involved in in the rail it's not a public union but they're heavily involved in the railroads <laughs> and they said in November December sorry Biden sided with management and so a lot of this is on Biden and the the Democratic Congress for not doing their due diligence um, you know if you if you think that the government actually protects you, You're kind of a fool. Like, if you think regulators actually regulate on your benefit, you're a fool. And I don't know how many examples of this kind of thing you need because this is the perfect example of it where Biden sides with railroad management and says, you know, gives the middle finger to the workers and safety. And then you've got a a derailment that five cars spill with vinyl chloride that. Releases this toxic cloud that you've probably seen the picture from space that is uh, releasing phosgene, which was uh, killed, I think, seventy-seven thousand or one hundred seventy-seven thousand World War One soldiers. Um, now it was in very trace amounts, and the environment's going to heal. And the you know, but the people who live in that immediate area and that mile radius, especially, who knows what's going to happen in ten years, twenty years, in terms of cancer rates. Let um, me
2: tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. We're going to be seeing those commercials. Were you a victim <laughs> right. of the North? I, I'm
3: just glad that Donald Trump went today uh, and delivered them Trump water. So it's all good now. But I think I think another piece of this is you didn't have the mainstream media covering this. You saw the left and the kind of new right media merge together and force some accountability on the mainstream media to cover this, to get Biden to cover this. Buddha judge didn't tweet about it for 12 days. Biden didn't want to talk about it. And I think if this had been in New York, Delaware, Philadelphia, you would have seen this on the news constantly. But it was in rural Ohio. It serves no political purpose for Biden to highlight his weakness last December or now. And so they they finally, 10 days in, 12 days in, send some EPA inspectors and say, trust the government. It's like, well, you just let Norfolk and Southern clean up their own mess. What good are you? So I uh, I it at, at the end of the day, I just think it's um you know, it's it's an example of Biden's complete incompetence, but he gets propped up by the media for not covering these sorts of things that he does wrong. And you know, um so that's where I stand on it. I mean, I, I firmly believe that this is a Norfolk and Southern problem. They I know I'm long-winded, one last point. Uh, you know, they spent over the last five years, they've given 18, I think, billion dollars back to shareholders and they've spent like six on upgrades uh, to to all the different railroad systems. Like if you guys are from Indianapolis, like down by the Ursa Y and the Arby's, you know, that horrible looking railroad track like that's supposed to be kept up by the railroad, not the government. And it looks like it's falling apart. And that's all across the country. And rail's just super important as we move into a greener future. And they're not keeping up with the job. So I don't know what the answer is, but it doesn't seem like the government doing more is going to help.
0: Hey, Warren, do you want to jump in uh, with your thoughts
3: on? I agree with the
1: fact that it seems like ever since Flint, Michigan, and probably before that, but Flint's always the one that pops in my mind. The further you are from the big cities, the known cities, the less they care. I mean, maybe if something happened to puxatani Phil, they might run in and, and try to save him. But other than that, um, I'm just kind of sadly, I'm not surprised about, about that because who's there. I'm not saying who's there in the sense of who cares. I'm saying who's there to make the people in charge care. Nobody, sadly. So uh, Puerto Rico still messed up, right? Puerto Rico. Am I wrong? Puerto
0: Rico? My yeah, that's going to be a...
1: Right? Puerto Rico is still yes. a thing. Uh, Flint, Michigan is still a thing. I never understand how much it takes in, we'll just say just fuel, just fuel, not even the food and the other resources, the pilots, all that stuff. How much does it cost in just fuel to fly food to other countries when we know that our country has starving children?
3: Uh, or, or the fact so that we've spent 50... How- 50- bajillion dollars to Ukraine and President Biden goes to Ukraine before he goes to East Palestine, Ohio. He's tip- exactly he, what I'm saying. He's tiptoeing that's us that's into, that's another that's war, that's into another war, into another Vietnam, and we're all just ignoring it. And, you know, we have problems here he could be solving.
0: I want to get to that. I do want to touch on that if we have time, Chris. I, I, and I like the point that you made there on because I find it interesting. Dion, do you want to jump in on here in the North, uh, the Norfolk Southern train? Chris nailed it. Nailed it on the head when he was talking about
2: how uh, Biden sided with the management. The railroad union um, has a stipulation clause, something where Congress can overrule it and say, we're not going to allow you to strike. Which when I found that out, I thought that was the craziest thing I ever heard where the government can tell you, uh, we don't care how shitty your conditions are. Take your ass to work. To me, that that should have been rewritten many years ago for the simple fact of shit like this happens. And then they literally have no power to fix it. I mean, you, the railroad workers can only do so much, but if management comes in and says, look, we're cutting your hours, you're going to work, um, you're going to work shorter days with less help and to make do with it. And, and you can't complain to your unit at, at that point, your union becomes ineffective and then you're really screwed because you have no protection either way. So it's like, you got to provide for your family. But at the same time, if you're not getting help, you're spending all this money on dues. It's like, you're losing either way. And for me, when I heard that the government was like, look, we don't care about your problems, take your ass back to work. That was a huge red flag for me.
0: I would. I want to throw this on here as well, because I heard Chris make this point uh, early in the show. About the Biden White House, I saw in some couple articles I read over the last few days where Biden out of there trying to show. And I love the little uh, the little shot you took at old Buttigieg as well, Chris. I thought that was good. <laughs> he's not he's not my favorite either. Um, not quite sure how he got that job in the first place. I have some guesses, but not quite sure how he got it. But they've been trying to flip this back and put a lot of the blame on the Trump White House and the Republican congress uh that was in control at that time do you think that's a fair point for them to make because this isn't this this can't be something that just happened because of the last couple of years can it
3: no and i i'm not defending trump because he's usually indefensible but in this particular case he is not responsible so obama in 2015 passed this rule that certain train cars would have this electric braking system and the electric braking system was prohibitively expensive to put on most rail cars and so it it was just this requirement that the government under obama you know he he like the amount of regulations that obama would put in place was just insane and it was usually something that wasn't feasible but it satisfied some special interest group and um so Trump repealed a lot of that. You may remember, for every one regulation, you've got to get rid of two. This kind of fell under that, where the railroads legitimately can't afford to install these systems. Um, And this particular train car, according to the National Transportation Association, whatever the government body, the National Transportation Board, I think, um, their spokesperson said it wouldn't have mattered because this train wouldn't have qualified to have that system on it to begin with. So that's Democrats just lying to you, trying to blame the other guy. Um, You know, maybe there are other cases where that electric braking system might help, but this is not one one of those cases. This is not Trump's fault. I
0: just got a text from a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. He texted me, said, oh, you got a white guy on.
3: you know what this racial profiling has got to stop guys i'm just saying
0: (laughs) hey uh, chris it was a white guy guy too just so you know
3: (laughs) in case you weren't aware
0: (laughs) uh uh, you want to jump on the point that chris just made there
3: Well,
2: you know, you know, I love to blame Trump for anything and everything that I can blame Trump for, but I don't even put this on him. I put this on the railroad company because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to inspect those cars. They have enough employees to inspect those cars. At the end of the day, they're in charge of the railroad. They're in charge of the railroad cars. They knew what was on that train. They knew that they didn't do what they were supposed to do in order to, to protect those people in that, in that town. So ultimately you can talk about all the government regulations that you want to, it, it boils down to the company and for the CEO to, you know, have more invested in the shareholders than, than his, the the people that work for him speaks to one of my main problems with capitalism. At some point you get enough money, you need to do the right thing. And that just didn't happen.
0: Well, and I'm a capitalist and everyone who knows me knows that I am die hard. Love it. But I do think there's a place for regulation. I also think there's a place for unions as well. And I think this is where uh, uh, Biden really tripped over his own dick, if you will. He and his entire administration by not jumping in here and doing more. And there should be a certain level of regulations on all of this, Dion, because you cannot rely on a person who's put into a seat to make money for a bunch of other folks and make as much money as he or she possibly can for them. Even if that means, I mean, we all know that these people crunch the numbers. What is this going to cost us if this train derails at any point in time along this track? What would this possibly cost us in a lawsuit or in cleanup versus the amount of money that we're going to bring in if we don't do what we probably should do? It's just, it's just the nature of the beast.
2: True. When, when, when you're a for-profit company, obviously the shareholders' bottom line is going to be your most important focus. But at the end of the day, you know, at some point, what was the number again, Chris? That you said he he had made for them?
3: Well, Norfolk, like right? Yeah, it's like eighteen billion in the last five five years. Now that once you get those investments back to shareholders, I mean, you got to think there's probably like seven mm-hmm. times investment. So the more you give back to shareholders, the more investment you get. So it's right. not like it's just it, – it, it, there. there's some purpose to it, right? There's that, that ratio that makes it worth you investing in. But, you know, when you look at I, – I, I mean, if I may, I'll argue with you both that regulation is necessary because this is a great example of why it's not and why it doesn't work. It makes you feel good, but it doesn't actually do anything. Because the people with money can buy the regulators and pass a bunch of regulations that make everybody feel good, but don't actually do anything. Your regulation is your union. The people that do the work day in and day out who actually understand how this stuff works unionize and hold management accountable. But when you introduce that third party in government regulation, now you've got a problem because you've weakened the unions, you've told them they don't matter, and you've sided with management. And you have an ineffective regulator that means axles break and people get hurt, poor people get hurt, and the rich get richer. Like so regulation and uh, government involvement oftentimes makes you feel good. It's like it, it just it makes things more complicated and it weakens the unions who actually can hold the, the company accountable.
0: Yeah, but, Chris, and one, I want you to jump in, uh, but I want to make this point. Chris, I would push back on, on this and say, at least for the last 25 years, we've seen unions as a whole starting to be weakened, as a whole, for whatever reason, depending on the on the industry we're talking about. I say, because of that, we need more regulations. I don't want anything over-regulated. Don't get me wrong. I I'm, I'm a former Republican, but I'm still a conservative. But I do think with that happening... You do need the government to come in, step in, and do their job, but do it correctly.
3: With what? I mean, the the government doesn't have resources. The government is a... There is not an infinite amount of money in government, like I think everybody thinks. Like If you talk to any government employee, let's take CPS, the most radioactive, meaningful bureaucracy in, in any state, Child Protective Services. Mm-hmm. They don't have the resources to effectively go out and do their job those people that work at cps really do care about those kids but when you interact with cps (laughs) they are they are taking hundreds of calls that are bs because some teacher or some doctor had to be a mandatory reporter because of some regulation that some politician passed because it felt right and he wanted to get votes and you know who gets hurt the kid who's actually getting hurt because there's not enough resources to go do the thing that needs to be done. And it's an inefficient system. There's not enough railroad inspectors in the federal government to go out and inspect 144,000 miles of track and all the cars that run on the, those track. Like the, the idea that we can pass a regulation. One of the reasons that unions have gotten weaker over that last 20 years is because of regulation. We, we keep outsourcing to the federal government. And to, to a lesser extent, federal governments, like state governments and local governments keep pushing things onto the federal government because they can print money at infinitum until that comes to a crash. State governments can't, companies can't, local governments can't. Um, so the whole system just is kind of, you're, you're getting constrained resources because there's this thing at the top that is constantly sucking out you know, it's the Declaration of Independence. It's sucking out. It's it's sucking out its substance. I think is the phrase. So, I, I don't. I don't agree. I think the reason that you see unions getting weaker is partially because of outsourcing that that responsibility and accountability away from the people who are directly engaged in the work and onto bureaucrats in Washington D.C. who can't do anything and are appointed. Why is Pete Buttigieg there? Because he posed a political threat to Joe Biden because he did good on a debate stage. It's not because and he has I, any idea what he's doing. It's a patronage that I job. And, and,
0: that, and that I agree with. Uh, the, the bulk of that I do not, but that part I do agree with when we were talking about that man, Warren, <laughs> what, did you, what was there? Do you, uh, you want to j- jump in with anything there? On I was going to
1: say, on, uh, back to the train, the corporation, they did, not that it's right, but they did what a lot of us do. You go to Jiffy Lube, you say, I'd like an oil change. And they come back with that list of shit that needs to be taken care of. You know, your ball bearings are falling off and the engine's doing this. And, and what do we all do? We go, oh, I'm going to just take the oil change for now and I'll get that later. And that's exactly what they did. And unfortunately, w- when we do it, we're taking the risk of our family, uh, our children, whoever rides in our car. This is so much bigger than that, that you're right. There should be a regulatory system that can actually go stop, fix this. Then move on. Right. Well, if
2: you're having if you're having fourteen hundred train derailments a year because of collapsing infrastructure, then part of being a business, part of being a union, and part of being a government regulator is to get on the same page. And I think that's what the biggest failure in this whole situation <laughs> is, is everybody not being on the same page. The 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 union wants to do the work. The company doesn't want to pay the union workers, what they're asking for to do the work. And then the the government regulators, as Chris said, get bought out by the company. So we have this fucked up system. I agree. And um, it's one of those things where, you know, these events keep
3: happening at some point we all have to get on the same page uh, you socialists just need to stop fucking it up I, let the libertarians be in charge and it'll work finally that's you guys oh, you guys okay, keep fucking okay, it up yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs>
0: on, on that note uh chris can you give the audience out there who may not be aware <laughs> a brief description on what a libertarian is and what you believe
2: in? a loser at the polls
3: <laughs> a, because people love violence that's why <laughs> Um, long story short, a libertarian is somebody that believes that nonviolence is, should be at the core of politics. Um, we believe in a single axiom to kind of, a, a single principle to kind of base everything that we believe on, on this one principle. It's that I will not initiate force to achieve social or political goals. So anytime you ask the government to do something, you are using coercion to do it. You are using force to do it, and you're no longer using persuasion to do it. So when you pass, let's take gay marriage, for instance. Um, we, I mean, okay. yeah, so in the, in the 20s, you start using coercion to enforce marriage laws, whereas before, society sorted it out itself and didn't have the government enacting contracts between two consenting adults that didn't need their involvement. And then it takes a long time for interracial couples, for gay couples to then claw back that freedom because there's force involved. You're putting a gun to somebody's head and saying, you have to live out my beliefs. And so we we just, you know, as a classical liberal, I believe that there are, I have my definite opinions. I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative living person. I'm a libertarian. Um, I know not everybody's going to want to live the way that I live, live out the beliefs that I live, um, think the way that I do. I don't want you to be forced to live the way that I live, right? And I don't want you to force me to participate in your worldview. But there are points of agreement where we can come together, right? <clears throat> like murder, Um Theft. Fraud. The 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 litmus test is did you harm someone? Did you take something from someone? Did you violate their rights? And that's when the government steps in. All
0: right. Okay. Well thank you I just loved uh,
1: his timing on that cough.
0: <clears throat> Murder. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chuck shoots chimes air from YouTube. He's watching us on YouTube. What up, Chuck? Chuck has a great podcast, Chuck's You Podcast. So check that out. I was a uh, guest on it; had a good time. Uh, he had me on there with a reformed uh, neo-Nazi, uh, so it was it was it was definitely a good good conversation uh, that we had. Also, a third guest we had all at the same time was a police officer. So uh, thank, thankfully, I was on the end; I wasn't in the middle. But it was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. He says, libertarians have some good ideas, but go too far on some issues, in my opinion. Uh, so Chuck chimes in, and thank you for sharing, Chuck, and uh, you've made the wall, Chuck. All right, I want to go to some comments here. just want to remind everyone, throw your comments in. We're going to try to get to everyone if we can. If you have a good question or something along those lines, we want to get that from you as well. We're going to spin the conversation from this to something else really quickly, but I want to make sure everyone here is heard as much as possible Marissa's with us thank you for watching uh looks like we have Miranda Adams thank you for watching Miranda she also said sometime back uh then what is the point of a union a great great question I think we touched on that Michelle Nagata's watching as well Larry our, our man Larry's with us as usual I can't Yanitra, see any I'm seeing I'm reading I'm reading this off my phone tonight uh huh. Bowles is with us as well. Uh, Charles Williams is with us, says, what up, though? My boy Ryan Henry's watching, and then Wayne Russell Bruce is watching as well. So thank you guys all for watching. Uh, this show is brought to you by our Patreon fans. Uh, if you want to be one of those folks that helps us produce a show each and every week, we invite you to do so. We would love for you to do so. And if you go to the website down there, scrolling at the bottom of the screen and just click on Patreon, it'll take you right to our Patreon page there, and you can take care of that there. Whether it's $1 or 50 bucks, we don't care. Uh, We'll take it off. We'll take it off. All right, let's go ahead and and move this forward. Earlier, Chris made a comment about Ukraine. And Chris, I'm going to tell you, I'm old enough to remember what Russia was and what I still believe it is to a certain extent uh, when it comes to being an American. So anytime they try to force their way into anything, I am going to be someone who's not going to be for that. Um, with that said, I, I, I think I've gotten to enough where enough is enough with the amount of money that is being sent over to Ukraine. And Warren talked about it before, and it's the conversations we always have, the things that we always say. How can we take care of those kids there when we can't take the kids here? How can we take care of helping someone else uh um Uh, guard against their own country, and we can't deal with our own situations here. Seems like a lot of money being sent over there that could be spent here. This is a conversation that's been had generation after generation after generation. But I still want to jump into this, and I want to hear from you guys as well as our viewers. Where are you at with it now? I think I know because you touched on it, but where are you at right now with this Ukrainian thing, Chris?
3: My general view on foreign policy is that you've got to make your country as strong as possible so that people don't uh invade you, mess with you. Um you have to protect your interests. And so you have to evaluate every single thing by does it serve your country's interests? Because there's a trade-off. Um you, I I am not pro-Putin. I recognize that Putin invaded this sovereign country. He uh it, he did the wrong thing. He's an evil man. Uh, Ukraine has every right and should defend itself uh, from being integrated into a country that has designs. I mean, there was a report this week that Putin wants to basically integrate Belarus. His goal, basically, um, and he has said this time and time again, is to put together the Warsaw Pact again. Any country that was part of the USSR that is between the Western European countries and Russia. He wants those to be in his sphere of influence. And so he's now willing to use, he he has been willing to use military invasions, uh, but not to this level. So it was obviously a huge wake up call for Estonia, Latvia, uh, Poland, all these other countries. Um, this is largely a Western Europe problem. And it is in their, uh, direct interest to aid these countries that's part of what nato does i will also say that the expansion of nato it, it was again it was a tit for tat um as russia went and invaded georgia and invaded chechnya you saw these other outskirt countries start to get nervous and want to get admitted to nato but the trade-off for them being admitted to nato was that it made russia more nervous and so you've had this slow walk since 1998 um, towards this moment, and now it's an ex- it's a run, whether we realize it or not. You know, first it starts with we're just going to send some um, – China's in this place, right? They're just now starting to send Russia some aid, like not – not for weapons, but for food, right? We started sending food and humanitarian aid. Well, then we have to start sending money for weapons. Well, then we have to start, well, let's just send them st- Stinger missiles, a third of our Stinger missiles. Now let's send them some tanks. Maybe we should send them some planes. In five years, we're going to say, now we need to send them our men and women. We need to fight for this. And China is now debating whether or not to send uh, the same amount of aid to aid Russia, So now you are tit for tatting your way into a proxy war, a proxy war war. war that eventually, like Vietnam, ends up in being a direct war. So you have to have an off point, right? So my off point was the beginning. Don't give Ukraine aid because if you say, you know, with with anything like government or any time emotions are high, living through COVID, I think we all understand this, whether you agree or not. If we do this, then we maybe go a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further until people go, enough, I'm not going to live this way. Open the schools, right? It's the same with these interventions. Um, If you start giving them aid from the beginning, then you're going to tit for tat your way into a nuclear standoff, a nuclear power. Now you've got Russia. I mean, those nuclear treaties that Reagan fought so hard for uh, are incredibly important and it's incredibly scary that Vladimir Putin is walking away from those.
0: Let me, let me cut to me. Let me step yeah. in here real quick and ask you this, Chris. And Dion. I want you to jump in here in a second. Uh, real, real, real quick, Chris. I want to go to Dion. Do you actually think we have a leader of a, of a nuclear, of a country with a nuclear weapon that's willing to push the button
3: today? I think Vladimir Putin is unpredictable. I think that the use of nuclear weapons would um, be probably a small-scale nuclear device in a place like Ukraine. Do I see a nuclear Armageddon happening? No, because who wants to destroy the entire world? I don't think that Vladimir Putin is an insane man. I think he's a very rational man who has very logical goals. We just don't agree with them as Americans, and so our media portrays him as crazy, or he's falling downstairs and pooping his pants. It's like, no, he's not. He's a rational person who's... who. But things get out of control, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, where you can't walk it back. And it is... Kennedy and Khrushchev walked it back. The submarine commanders that didn't fire missiles withheld it. I don't know that he has that self-control, and I don't want to, to bet that he does. That's not a gamble I'm willing to take.
1: I don't think that he does. I think if you saw him behind closed doors, he's telling people, I hit the button three months ago. It doesn't work. We got to get a guy in here. <laughs> I've been trying
3: to hit this button. How many, how many Russian oligarchs I, keep falling out of windows magically? It, exactly. Uh, I know we're going to go to Dion, but I just
1: want to say no, I'm, stuck, I'm stuck on the fact that if you're sending this other country aid, that means you had the money all this time. And you're purposely choosing not to help our men and women. You're choosing not to help Flint. You're choosing not to help homelessness. You had the money because you just gave it to these people. So why? Why was he there? What is what is the reason why? Something happened when you felt you needed to go there yourself in person to speak to whoever you spoke to instead of dealing with a huge crisis here in America I'm just, I'm just stuck on you. You've had the money all this time. I, can, you just didn't
3: let go of it. Can I give a very specific example? I know, uh, but go ahead. Like, social security is going to uh, be bankrupt by 2034. So, like, it's Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and then way down here is the military budget in terms of the expenditures of the the government. And so we just keep printing this money, kind of keeping this machine going, which is why there's inflation and values devalues our dollar. But, like, 2034, we have a very uh, significant amount of cuts in Social Security that will need to be made. That is the most vulnerable among us. That is the old, the elderly, that is people with special needs. Uh, And we have to start making real financial decisions in this country to, uh, I mean, we've paid into Social Security. I want my money back, right? I want my Social Security uh, I'm not, I would I love, love to end Social records. Security, but uh, like until we end it, I want mine, right? And I want it at the level that the boomers have had it. Um, so, you, wait, wait, so, wait,
0: wait, can you back up? What did yeah. you just say? Did I, you, what did you
3: say? I said, I want my Social Security benefits that I've paid into, and yeah. I want it at the level that these boomers have had it.
0: No, no, no. A couple of seconds before that, did you say you would love to end Social Security? Oh, I would, but you want I would
3: end it in a second. I would end <laughs> all of these programs said. in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, I think the, you, you, the unfunded liabilities in this country are are going to be the ruin of the nation. We don't have the money. I would
0: cut your throat right now if you were to fly in this plane. I'd cut your throat. I swear to God, i kill you. That's right fine. Now. Yeah, you jump in here real quick. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's funny to me how you talk about tit for tat. Look, we Putin has established who he is as a person and what his goal is, right? You say you are an ally to Ukraine. So when Ukraine is in trouble... You send them whatever help they need. That's what part of being an ally is. I think America gets punished because it's a kick-ass country. It's got all the, the world's largest economy. And so everybody expects that, you know what, we've got the money. My personal belief is this. You call his bluff. You call Putin's bluff. Like he told you he was going to invade Ukraine. He invaded Ukraine. You got to shut that shit down. Ain't no negotiating. Ain't no talking about it. Ain't no... I'm not, everybody knows I'm not pro war, but at the end of the day, look, man, I'm tired of your shit. You've had plenty of time to get your shit together. You don't like NATO. That's too fucking bad. Ukraine is a sovereign country. And if they want NATO in their country, that's their choice. If you don't like it, maybe you should come up with a better way besides invading to get Ukraine on your side. It's, and that's what it potentially boils down to for me. And so it's frustrating to hear chris talk about cutting social security like bro you're going to need it
3: um, <laughs> it's never going to happen
2: you're going to you going to need that social security well, so it's
3: like, it's, it's, well, chris, it's but it's the realities of what, what where's your line on all of this where's your line with ukraine it, sydney has reached his point and where is your line because there has to be an off ramp and if you don't choose what that off ramp is Then you are engaged in a hot war with two major powers and Europe just doesn't have the goods. I mean, this is this is not a good
0: place. Here's the reason. I'm sorry, Chris, but here's why I kind of reached my point, my breaking point with it, because we're right back where we always end up, where we are pulling our wallet out for everybody else to get into the club. We all got in the car. Everybody gets in the car with the U.S. says, yeah, we go into the club and everybody got their wallets yeah i got my wallet i got my wallet then you get to the fucking club and no one has the fucking money to even get in now we're paying to get everybody into the club now i gotta buy all the drinks shots you want warren's over here in his day picking up chicks now i got to buy a round of shots for the chicks too it's just the it's the whole it's the whole thing and so that's why i'm not my breaking point if as 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 uh, Chris said before, this is more your problem than it is mine. But I seem to be cutting all the checks for it. I also agree with something else that you said, Chris. We should have handled this, and there was ways to handle this in 1998. And everybody from that point up to now pushed it off to the next, pushed it off to the next, pushed it off to the next. Because as Dion was saying, Nobody thought this motherfucker would do anything. And now he's doing something, and now everybody's scrambling. And again, back to my first point, my biggest problem is Europe has their fucking hands in their pockets mm-hmm. at all times. And it drives me absolutely mad. I'm not even so much upset about spending the money. I'm upset about the people we're spending it for, and I don't see you paying your fair share.
2: That, that it, But it's always been like that.
3: It's
0: always
2: my point. You, you, you knew who you was going to the club with. So I don't want to hear you complaining about (laughs) buying all the drinks. Yo, yo, that's, you about to get
0: one. You about to get a trifecta. You about to get (laughs) trifecta. I'm just saying.
2: You knew, you knew who you was getting in bed with. So don't act like you didn't know you didn't, they didn't have it. You knew that. So this big surprise, this big knock when push comes to shove that, oh, I got to go over my wallet again. Uh, Yeah, that's what you do. That's who you are. That's who you've always been. So don't come to me after the fact talking about, man, I can't believe you left your wallet at home again. Nigga, you knew I couldn't afford to go to the same club as you, but you brought me here.
3: (laughs) No, it's very true. It's, It's very true. Like So there's a great book called Who Lost Russia? And it documents everything Sydney was just talking about, like all the ways that the West and Russia have screwed up the relationship with each other over like a long period of time that led us to this point. But one of those points was when the Ukraine defected from the Soviet Union in 1993, Bill Clinton made a promise to Ukraine and said, if you give up your nuclear weapons and you uh send them back to Russia, so Russia is the only nucle- nuclear power you're going to be unstable. We don't want you to have these nuclear weapons. We promise we'll take care of you. Right? And this goes back to, like, I'm not a libertarian because I'm cruel. I'm a libertarian because I've paid attention. These people don't keep their words. If you are Ukraine, if you are Guatemala, if you are a second or third world country, you're not going to have our promises fulfilled when we make them to you. And so... Whoa,
0: Chris, Hey, oh, you'll say that out loud.
3: That's well, the we'll truth. Talking
0: like that to, I, Thank I you, Chris. It. So oh,
3: Sydney's
2: always man. wrapped in this star-spangled awesomeness. I, like, oh God, I, I love America
3: as much have, as anybody. My that last name is patriotic as fuck. I love this country and I want it to live up to its promises. Like uh Gary Kasparov's book, Winter Is Coming, is another great example. It's another great book on this, where he talks about how America has no clear direction like they did under Ronald Reagan. Where America has no real moral stance on anything. It has sort of like, you know, uh, Trump over here with Zelensky and one thing, and then Burisma, and, uh, and then, you know, everybody's covering, and there's always sort of like backhanded deals, and we're with China, we're against China. Like, there's no clear moral direction. So America, to be great, has to have a clear moral direction. You're either going to follow through on your promises, which apparently they've done and said we're going to support Ukraine no matter what and give you $500 billion over the last five years. Um, or you're going to protect your own interests at home. I mean, you, you made, said, you made, Sydney, you made the, um, the Trump defense, which I agree with. There was nothing to me more badass than Donald Trump going to NATO, going to the United Nations and going, You're supposed to pay 25% and you pay 5%. It's time to start paying more. We're not paying it. And they all lost their, they all said, wait a minute, you always pay. You always pay. And Trump said, we're not doing it anymore. You're not carrying your weight. And you're the ones that need NATO. We don't need NATO. And they got their crap together. Germany ponied up. And that was a moment of clear moral uh, fortitude from Donald Trump that I appreciated. Because he said our agreement's twenty five percent. Pay up. And that's exactly what needs to happen in the Ukraine situation. You're right. They look at the spending that the EU has had on Ukraine. It's gone like this. It's dropped down because we've picked up the slack. And it's no, got to stop. Right. It's gotta stop. Absolutely right. Absolutely right.
0: Warren, you want to jump in with No, I agree everything he said. All right, let's go to some comments here. First, I'm sorry, Dion, De- De- I'm going to go to some comments real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. First, we got Tiffany here. She says, or says, Tiffany's watch says, hey, what's up, Tiffany? Thank you for joining us. Uh, Malay is with us. What's good, Malay? Larry Skin says, if Ukraine was part of NATO, this would have been over already. So just because they aren't a member of, of the club, we watched them get slaughtered. We can come back to that. Uh, John Tabor says, what would have happened if the U.S. stayed home and took care of themselves when a German dictator just kept knocking down doors. It's okay until when? Chris? <clears throat> well. And and, and, and and good comment and question, John. Thank you.
3: Yeah, the, the start with the NATO. Um, Putin didn't invade a NATO country for a reason. Um, so there are a lot of libertarians who are anti-NATO. I I don't know that I'm one of them. I haven't worked this out because I can see how a a, a military agreement can drag you into war. Um, but Putin didn't invade a NATO country for a reason because he didn't want to wake the sleeping giant. Um, mm-hmm. There's a trade-off. If you admit Finland, if you admit Belarus, if you admit Ukraine, you admit Turkey, all these other countries to NATO. You you. you force Putin's hand, right? But that's a new development. Putin wanted to join NATO in when he took over. There was a lot of talk in the late 90s and early Bush administration about Russia joining NATO, and they actually joined a global defense pact. Um, but again, that, that relationship was so mishandled by the Europeans, especially by uh, the Bush administration, and especially the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton specifically, that putin just sort of turned inward um where's where's the line to stop him well whose responsibility is it to stop him um and is is it a fair comparison to compare vladimir putin to adolf hitler vladimir putin uh wants to reclaim territory that he thinks belongs to the soviet union and is willing to use mostly traditional battle tactics to do it, whereas Adolf Hitler was a genocidal maniac. Um, I don't. I, I think that in the West, we see Putin painted as the same genocidal maniac and a lot of ethnic cleansing, and I, I don't know that I totally find that to stand up to, to, to what's going on on the ground. Um, so I don't know that it's a fair comparison, but... Where's your line? Where do you stop him, right? But again, whose responsibility is it to stop? What In what interest is it of ours uh, as a national, as a country, what national interest does it serve to spend hundreds of billions of dollars a year to support Ukraine?
2: You either do it now or you... Here's the problem. The, the consequences are coming. So keep kicking the can as long as you want to. Eventually... You run into the spot where you got to pick the can up. You said you were going to support Ukraine regardless. So you have to do that, whether it's financial, whether it's troops. I don't care. You said you were going to you shouldn't have said you were going to do it if you're going to fucking do it. So you either embarrass yourself or you stick to your word. We we know what Putin is. We know what he's capable of. He's shown us time and time again that he's not fucking around. So man
3: up. At at what point are you you going to
2: man up? It's supposed to be the land of the free and home of the brave. I need bravery right now. But the question begs,
3: does Putin have the resources to invade 13 countries and take over their governments? He doesn't. If you
2: don't do anything now, if you don't do anything now... Time will tell. Right. He so has, you're, you're gambling on the fact that he might not be capable now. But So so say he takes over Ukraine. Right. And another five, 10 years go by. And he's like, you know what? What's up, Turkey? Let me holler at you real quick. It's Thanksgiving and I need some legs. Boom. He, and you kick the can down another five years. And he's like, oh, shit. What's up, Finland? I'm about to have me some shark fin soup,
3: <laughs> courtesy of you. But the reality Boom. is, look, is. At, look at America's experience in Afghanistan and Iraq, specifically Afghanistan. Our military is five, ten times larger, far more sophisticated. Putin has put himself in a forever war that is going to drain his resources that will not allow him to invade other countries. That's just the reality. There is no limitless amount of... Men in Russia and tanks and armaments. Now, unless that. China gets into it, you—they already have, and that's why the government's about to release this classified information to get the rest of the world to pressure China not to get into it. Because if they do, then it is limitless, and then we and do think, have a problem.
0: And I think, and I, and I think that really will be everybody's line uh, if China gets involved. Because, like you said, Chris, we've already seen that. The men, the manpower alone, he doesn't have when he was dragging people off the street, kind of them in uniform. Yeah. Uh, and even had those soldiers walking away uh, on the front lines. I want to get here to some more comments here. Hey, again, you guys, you're watching Not As Debatable. Thank you guys for jumping in with us. I'm trying to get to the comments as I can here. I see them rolling in. Uh, if you're enjoying the show or if you've watched the show and enjoyed it before, go ahead. Uh, support the show. Be a patron, a patron. Who also is part of our Patreon, who helps us bring this show each week. Uh, I don't know if you know it, if you never ran this show before, none of this shit is free. So if you enjoy the show and you watch us, especially if you're watching weekly, we would love for you guys to jump into the Patreon. And we got some cool gifts for you guys too, for certain levels. We got some t shirts, some stickers, some mugs. So jump on there, see what you like. Anything from a dollar to 50 bucks, you know, whatever you think you can do, whatever you can afford. All right. So, Mary Ballard says Putin needs to be shut down. Uh, John is still watching. So thank you, John. I uh, see him let's, let's down here. Jack Doyle says the problem is, and he's in all caps, the problem is Biden is intertwined with Ukraine. America is last in his eyes. Warren, your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, first, I have to pull back a little bit. I should have said I agree with everything Chris said with the last section he was speaking about. I was like, "Oh wait, I'm not." You kidding. will, you will,
3: you will, eventually. I'm going to need that
1: <laughs> Medicare, Social Security soon. But I also looked up uh, what is axiom. That was a great word you use. Uh, infinitum was a good one. I didn't know what that meant. Now I do. Um, I like to have new guests. I get to learn new things. But uh, uh, I, I guess, I, I guess, because now I feel like we're starting to kind of circle. We're kind of circle the same, the same wagons. And I I guess I I don't have a, a, uh, uh, as you said, the nation should have a clear direction. I don't have a clear direction because we're we're stuck in something. And I agree with what Dion said. It's coming. It's coming. And maybe Hitler wasn't the right example. I think it was the right example. But that's how it starts. You take this one group. Nobody does nothing because you're not that group. They take the next group. Nobody does nothing because you're not that group before or, or until you've taken over so much that now, well, now we have to fight you. So we should just deal with you now instead of waiting for you to wipe out however many more people when we all agree you're the bad guy.
2: Okay, and right. for me, it, it's one of those things where people always say, well, the money, the cost, who gives a fuck how much it costs? Money's made up. It doesn't – it's it's time. That's what it boils down to. It's time. Everybody's time it is the value up. that we –
3: see. when he says that – It is that, made up. When he says that, I just – I can't <laughs> I believe – how <laughs> you're what? Stop me when I stop me when
2: I'm have you looked I'll at stop, I'll then?
0: stop you when you start telling jokes for free. When you tell the man don't give me none of that stuff, cause that's made up.
2: <laughs> I, I've told I've told jokes for free many it's, it's it's for me it's not about the money that I make from the jokes. Okay. I don't make the jokes to make money. I make the jokes because I like making jokes. The money is a bonus. And that's the point that I'm trying to make here is that it doesn't matter how much it costs to stop this from continuing. At some point you're gonna have to put your foot down. So whether it costs five billion or 15 billion, 200 billion. At some point, you're going to have to spend the money. Putin has told you who and what he is. You know that for a fact. It's not debatable like the name of this show. So at some point, whether it's Ukraine, Turkey, Finland, Belarus, or whatever country, China has already shown you they don't really fuck with America like that. We owe them a shit ton of money. And if push came to shove, they wouldn't fuck with us at all if it didn't fuck up their financial situation. So stop with the cap, because that's all I'm hearing both of you guys saying is we're capping for the reasons why we shouldn't be helping out our ally. You say you ride with me, then motherfucker ride with me. If I get into some shit, you're supposed to back me up. That's what the point of the agreement is. And for y'all to pussyfoot around, like, well, you know, that nigga's big, so I don't know if I really want to punch him in the face, dog. We in a fight. We got to
3: swing. Okay, are you willing that's to serve? It is. Are you ready to go overseas? Because that's what you're asking. Yeah,
0: I, I
2: wish I should have a Russian in the face. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> let
3: me go to these comments, man.
0: <laughs> so... <laughs> if you're wrong, you're wrong. That's, <laughs> that's what
2: it boils down to. He invaded a sovereign country because of NATO bullshit. And at the end of the day, as an, a country, we're supposed to stand up and say, look, man, that's wrong. China's supposed to be like, yo, that's wrong. But that's a whole other debate for another day. But, at the, but but if you say you're going to back somebody up, back them up. Don't come to me talking about, look, man, that's going to cost me a lot. You got the money because you can yeah, make the money however
1: point. you want also which is cheaper to keep giving the money over the years over the years nickel and diamond here's some guns what'd you say here's some here's some stinger missiles here's a here's a tank the new one to just going well let's get this team together and, and handle business
0: all right okay let me go ahead and get to some more comments here anthony temple says confessions of an economic hitman which i would highly recommend outstanding book if you've never read it um he also follows that. We says that book gives an insight into the way this country operates. Chris, I see you nodding. I assume you're someone who's read it as well. Yeah, it's a great book. Um, yeah, I on shelf. So I can see it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's Say, somewhere uh, over this way. I don't know.
0: Highly recommend the book. Highly recommend the book. Okay. see, so you got the elder watching. Uh let's see. Hear me. Keep on scrolling. Let's keep on scrolling. Oh, Jack says, "Hey, Sydney, all this is happening because of Joe Biden's weak leadership. Also, the Democrats are the party that keeps us involved in wars." I disagree with that last part, Jack, but I know Chris agrees with the first part because I think he opened up his statements with a little bit on that.
3: Uh, what was what, what did he say about Biden again?
0: He said, "Hey, Sydney, all this is happening because Biden is a weak is weak leadership."
3: Um. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, does anybody look at Joe Biden and feel inspired? Like, does anybody think that Joe Biden's doing a good job? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> it, 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 look, the reason why we have Joe Biden is because the last guy was a raving fucking lunatic. Like, it, let's not yeah. pretend like Joe Biden was our choice. Joe right. Biden is the the milk at the bottom of the cereal bowl. You don't you drink the milk because it's there, but, but not the cinnamon toast part. version. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know oh, what I mean? Ass. It's, 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 it's one of those things where we got Joe Biden because we just were tired of the last guy and America needs to, to figure its shit out when it comes to electing real people who know how to lead and not comments and 80 year old dudes who don't know how to walk down a flight of stairs. Cindy, I've got some comments uh, that you have not gotten to oh, okay. on another feed. Some, so Shandis is with us. She says, Hey, happy Wednesday.
0: What's up, Shandice? Happy yeah, Wednesday. Did-
2: Danae Turner says, hey, listen to the guy with the books behind him or pictures of himself. Go Libertarians. So <laughs> <fan> of
0: yours. <laughs> wait, wait. wait I, that's the only reason you want to read these comments. So yeah. You can read that one. Danae, I wish. It, oh, she, she that is that about, is not
2: that I'm just scrolling down the list. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Nagata says, Sigh, the last guest, the last guest scared them all so much. They had to bring the, the Libertarian guy. <laughs> So Michelle is to not bring a fan you hope. apparently. <laughs> right. Danae Turner says, "Just so I'm clear, murder is bad, right?" Yeah, murder, says, uh,
3: murder is the foundational <laughs> thing we're against. I don't, know. Yes. I don't know how that was not said it, but yeah.
2: She says Putin is willing and would absolutely do nukes on a level that pushes his agenda forward. Cat uh, says, "Didn't Reagan have dementia?" Blaming Putin's behavior on. Hillary Clinton is interesting.
3: It's accurate.
2: And, uh,
0: <laughs> Go read
3: the book.
2: She's
0: who said she that? Said, who was did, that one? Was that Cat?
2: That was Cat. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> she
2: says, "Didn't they find Russian spies all in Trump?" So that's another <laughs> one. <laughs> okay. And, and uh, then I'll Danae talk to you, says, you on Saturday. Kat. He's not...
3: <laughs> she's coming on my podcast Danae on said, Saturday. I'm going to explain. I'm going to mansplain her about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh, that oh, yeah. be great. I, I can't Hillary wait was, to watch
2: I, that. Let me tell yeah. you. Uh, and Danae says, he's not wrong. LOL. Money is a social construct. It's only worth what people agree it is worth. Because it's not backed by anything.
0: Uh, unbelievable. Uh, that's Danae, why you got I, Bitcoin. Everything you said after talking about me and my pictures, I <laughs> cannot I like Who that. Who do you want me to have up uh, behind me? Us. Why?
1: <laughs> From the put pictures. Of, we were at your wedding.
3: Yeah, I got pictures of that. <laughs> <laughs> is that Eli Manning? I, I can't really tell, but the one over your right shoulder is that Eli Manning. With you in the blue shirt? Yeah,
1: you in the blue shirt. No, that's Michael no, Phelps. That's,
3: okay, all
0: right. Yeah, Michael Phelps. Above that one is Josh Wolf. We don't uh, need a rundown. Hey, <laughs> back <laughs> off, Chris. God Chris, Chris asked a question. Sarah Silverman uh sorry sarah silverman then whitney cummings russell nice. peters and then uh hanging out at the comedy store that black and white was me hanging out in the green room for nice. a night i did a show at the store uh anyway then there's some other things out there but Danae, i will never hear or read anything <laughs> else again. and i all i do is big Danae. up. uh Man, Chris, you've been outstanding. Chris, can, hey, can you tell everybody what podcast they can check you out on? I'm sorry, we didn't hit that at the top.
3: No, you're good. The Chris Spangle Show, it's part of the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Um, also do uh, Liberty Explained, The History of Modern Politics, and then a podcast about podcasting called Podcasting and Platforms, and then I'm also on the pat-down with uh, Deanna and Miss Pat, and apparently Nikea. An
0: <laughs> <laughs> Busy man, uh, he, <laughs> my buddy Dave here. He sent me a message here in case you guys can't see it. He says I was I was at your wedding too. Show off! <laughs> so, so, he was actually he actually stood up in the wedding. Um, Dave, you know damn well you in a big ass photo hanging on the wall out there in the front room, asshole. All right, Chris, man, it has been outstanding having you on. Thank you for educating us, dude. I love having you on. And it was nice to have somebody else on to take some shots at Dion.
3: Oh, yeah. It not just me. That's like half my job now.
0: <laughs> that's great.
3: I, I got some backup <laughs> tonight.
0: Hey. Uh, fuck, gonna, you, fuck you. <laughs> you. are <laughs> <You're> cool. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: Warren, you're cool.
0: <laughs> again, before we get out of here, I want to throw it up again. The link that you guys can go, or the link, rather, the website you guys can go ahead and go to. Sydneysmithcreative.com. Go to the Patreon button. And there you can see all of the goodies we have for you. Uh, we got an extra uh, monthly podcast coming to you guys. We got some Q and A's. Uh, we have some movie nights. A lot of stuff we got. Uh, we got some gifts there: mugs, stickers. It's it's, it's a good Patreon. You should join. Uh, but it's only a dollar to fifty. So you guys choose what you want to do. If it's a dollar a month, that's great. We will take it. Before we get out of here, we're gonna do our wait one more thing segment, uh, and we'll start with our guest Chris. I know I'm throwing it on you. Do you have a weight warmer thing just at the at the tip of your tongue, something you can throw out to the people that they can keep at the forefront of their minds?
3: Regarding this episode or just anything? In, anything. In right, general, I went down reason. a Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy rabbit hole today. And apparently Dick Tracy <laughs> is... The movie rights are owned by Warren Beatty. And to keep anyone from making a sequel, every 20 years he does a Turner Classic Movies 30-minute special as Dick Tracy... To keep anyone from making the movie again, you can go look it up. It's absolutely weird and bizarre, <laughs> but uh, that just kind of came out in the last like week, and it, I just found it really petty. And uh, I'm into that. <laughs> <What's
0: up? laughs> I, I, is it? But if someone made another, I don't want to even to get into it. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what's, your, what's your wait? One more thing.
1: Uh, mine was a What the Hell, actually. Oh, okay. Go, go so, uh What the Hell is up with the new math schools tonight. I tried to help my son. He's eight with the math homework. And apparently they do integers differently than when we were kids. And I felt bad because I, 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 I literally had to go to YouTube and watch the beginner's video for kids to figure out how to do. I thought integers was the name of that new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie and the integers. That's not it. So if we could go back to one form of math, if it's working, stick with that.
0: And Warren, I like that one. Uh, and you're right. You corrected me it is without correcting me. It is what the hell not to wait. One more thing. Our wait. One more things will be for our Patreon. So you corrected me. Thank you for that. Sir, Dion, what is your what the hell?
2: My what the hell is that? Uh, what the hell is up with the weather here in Indiana? We had a thunderstorm last night, early this morning in February. With lightning strikes shaking the windows to my room, um, it's February. I don't, I don't need thunderstorms. If if it's gonna snow, snow. Get your shit together. It's gonna be sixty three degrees tomorrow, and then the day after it's gonna be thirty nine degrees. I don't need to catch cold. I don't need to get sinus pressure headaches from the air pressure changing. Get your shit together, country. Indiana in particular, your weather has always been crap and I really, really, really need you to get your shit together. I'm tired of having nasal drip, headaches, and and, and my knees feeling the, Ooh, I think it's going to rain tomorrow. I'm tired of that because I'm getting older and it's coming. So just get your shit together.
0: <laughs> my what the hell is, what the hell is wrong with me? How old am I? I thought I outgrew the whole young teenage guy thing where hey she's got hard nipples let me watch this show and see if I see it <laughs>
3: <laughs> i had that I with sp- blue bloods today i don't i swear to god
0: <laughs> i spent eight episodes watching this <laughs> shitty show on netflix <laughs> that i knew was only one season cuz they had made it since 2019 but i hung in there the whole time cuz this woman had the Rachel Nipples. If anybody's a fan of Friends, you know what I'm talking about. And they show every other woman in this in this series that lasted one season. She, all of them showed their breasts. This one that I was waiting for did never, ever. She never did. And by the time we got to the end, I had blue balls. And I was wondering, how old am I? I see titties all the time. I'm married to a woman. What am I doing? So, So what the hell is wrong with me? That's my what the hell is week. Thanks, Chris.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I watched a little
0: breast milk for you. <laughs>
3: Look, U <laughs> Turn with Jennifer Lopez was a terrible movie, but I watched it four thousand times when I was seventeen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bro, they lost me with the Kardashians because the first season I tried to watch one of the episodes and they would never see. They were smart. They would never pan that camera down to Kim's ass, and I said, "I'm out."
2: <laughs> before we go i gotta tell you guys uh uh what's the girl from um she was a living color dancer uh, rosie perez white yeah, man rosie. can't jump yeah. there's a there's a scene where her nipple is exposed and i'm telling you uh back in the day i used to have the biggest crush on rosie perez and i would pause that scene and just look at her nipple for hours like oh. wait,
1: wait, which movie White man, White can, man jump. can
2: jump. It's very quick. It's a very. They're, they're in the I, hotel I only
1: asked because she had a long nipple scene and do the right thing. Do the right thing.
0: Yep. Yeah. God see, I
1: nipple. thank God for the right nipple. You didn't see that? Go back.
0: No, no.
2: I need like to go watch that because and I'm t- it, it wasn't supposed to be shown. Like the way she's laying in the bed, she's got on a, a tank top. Stolen. Uh, Stolen. You. And, yeah. And so exactly. it's just like.
3: Mm. I accidentally mm. get sucked into these listicles all the time, you know, that you see on the, like, the right hand of a news site, you know, the top most paused scenes, and it's like 42 <laughs> slides, and it was just all accidental nipple. It was like Christmas vacation <laughs> with the pool scene, or it was just like so, so dumb how, how many of them <laughs> there were.
0: And before anyone send me your private messages, because I can't <laughs> believe that you guys are talking about that shut up because we're not the only ones who's keeping poor hub in business. All right. So shut it down right now. Uh, Michelle Lee said, let's not talk politics, boys. Biden's a terrible president, Goes to Ukraine and not to Ohio, helping our own people. Absolutely. Right. With that, Michelle, in terms of, we agree with you on that. Uh, she also says, Hey, Sid, what's going on, Michelle? Long time, long time. Uh, Nathan Overly, my, one of my guys there says he's laughing his ass off. Uh, and then she says, you need to get a life, LOL. How dare you, Michelle? <laughs> so thank you again, Chris. We appreciate it. Hopefully you'll come back on. Hopefully you had a good enough time. You'll come yeah. back and uh, bless us with your presence and your mind. Uh, to everybody out there, thank you guys for watching. For everybody who's listening when I upload this damn thing, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, go to SidneySmithCreative.com. Click that Patreon button. And please, 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 if you will, help us build this show and build everything else that we got going under that umbrella, whether it's $1 or $50, dollars We will take it, and uh, if you if you pick the right tier, you get some cool prizes or some cool. And also, what what
1: you'd like to see on the uh, that platform? If there's something they'd like to see, like uh, if they want to see Sydney show
0: some skin, he's willing to do it. No, don't tell me anything (laughs) that you want to see. Thought you said you
1: were trying to build this platform up.
0: Did you (laughs) you show your skin? (laughs) You're the one likes to walk around on Instagram with no shirt on. I don't have the name
1: Sexy Smith Syndicate oh, registered. I'm about to call oh, my, my name. I, I,
3: I. Chris, is that your only fans?
2: <laughs> Chris, Chris, will you sh- Chris, will you shout out your podcast one more time? Yeah, yeah the Chris
3: Spangle Show, if you liked what I had to say, the Chris Spangle Show is where I really uh, dive in depth on current events. And we just did one on the train derailment. Um, and, and so that's how I knew all that stuff. Because I love current events, research it, talk about it with my friends. Uh, a lot like this show. Um, so go check it out, please.
0: Yep. And we gave the answers to the test. So that's what he just got done telling. Not supposed to tell people. We gave you the answers to the test, Chris. Thanks. Hey, everybody have yourself a good week. We will see you next week. Hey, all four of us stay here real quick, please. Uh, so we'll see you next week, folks. Thank you. Good show, guys.